come stop and take a trip down on my block where you see hidden potential young minds sharper than Ginsu and ain't afraid to speak their mind if they got something against you we standing with you we tackle issues like civic pride hate will cease to exist let's put our differences aside from my side to your side from Dutch town to south side from Penrose to north side from Benton Park to Old North to West End to West Side we blessed when we step out we stand down rise up stand together wise up this is Stitch Cast Studio, produced by St. Louis Story Stitchers in St. Louis, Missouri. In this week's episode, the Stitch Cast has a conversation about the effects of social media with our special guest, Emma Lemke. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them Story Stitchers. Story Stitchers, Story Stitchers, Story Stitchers. Have any of you found a group within social media that kind of makes you say like oh, i'm glad social media exists even though it got its issues mm-hmm. oh yeah and that again that sounds so hypocritical um but that's one of the main things about like log off in my time as a digital wellness advocate is i'm like i'm against the current addictive algorithms i'm not against social media as a whole i'm not saying fully unplug log off mentally rethink your usage and then go back on and try to kind of put those frictions between you and the addictive algorithms but in my ter- like in my experience when I was going through my social media, and I call it like the five minute scroll, and I always suggest it to people that are trying to regain some control over their social media, and you just scroll through and every single picture and every single person you follow, you ask like simple questions. Like, why am I following them? Do I gain from their content? How does it make me feel? And if any of those questions are like negative, and if they say, oh, I don't, I don't really think I feel that happy when I see this person, I don't have any connection with them, unfollow them. And taking those small steps really helped me figure out what are the reasons that I'm on social media. And one of them was for body positivity. Like body positivity, Panda, there's like, I could list Scarred Not Scared. Like there's so many different creators that just pump out content that I'll see and that it just makes me feel better. It makes me happy. Um, It's them dancing. Like they really make me like hopeful about the future of technology and the future of social media because those are creators that I completely subscribe to. Um, So yeah, those are some people that I've really found to be incredibly supportive. And they are also, a lot of people in the body positivity movement are the first to point out, yeah, social media promotes harmful content, especially regarding um, body standards for women. Let's change that narrative. They're very active in let's not get rid of social media. Let's flip the script. So I, I love those people. Definitely, about you too. I found multiple groups, one for women's gaming groups. Like gaming can be a toxic place and being able to find other players that get you has been helpful. I've also joined groups for autism and ADHD. So I could feel like I had a community and to share help, how you cope with life, how do you deal with things. And those have been very helpful. And that's why I keep my social media versus deleting it all together. But it's hard to get that benefit without taking the negative as well. Yeah, I get that. I, I have to intentionally like follow pages that are motivating mm-hmm. and uplifting. So that and even like uh, I, I think I saved like one video of like a cooking recipe and then mm-hmm. all of these cooking yeah. videos started coming up. <laughs> and I take them too because <laughs> I want them recipes. Right, but uh, what about you? Um, yeah, I have a few like um, a cosplaying group. Mm-hmm. I follow a few of those like 
I'm not big into cosplaying, but it's really cool to see that there's other like races and other cultures that participate in cosplay. And these are people that I would never get to meet otherwise, mm -hmm. except for at a convention and that's like once a year. And with COVID, you can't do that. So it's cool to talk to them online. Um, I follow a lot of poets mm -hmm. because I can't read a book anymore. Short attention span. Yo, I feel you. So, I gotta, I gotta listen to them now. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. nice to hear that I ain't the only one. No, I hate reading now. I mean, I want to, but my brain won't let me. And so, to go on to like Instagram or something, I see a poem right there. I could just like read it really quick, and I'm like, cool, that was nice, and I like it. And um, just I try to follow a lot of positive stuff like you guys mm -hmm. too. It's just like, like you said, with the algorithm, it's really hard because mm -hmm. eventually they get filtered out right. because they get um, sabotaged by all of the negative stuff. Right, right. Yeah, so. Yeah, negative stuff has always seemed to draw more of a, mm -hmm. more of a crowd. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it's important to just kind of, like how I frame a like now is like a vote. So if I like something, then I'm giving my vote to like the algorithm promoting something like that. Um, so whenever I do find positive content, always like it and occasionally I'll try to comment I'm not a huge commenter but I think it is really important to talk to about even if you do do that is it going to be able to combat this super extensive like Stanford algorithm like that's coming out of Silicon Valley and I you know the answer is super complicated a lot of the world is super complicated yeah. <laughs> oh yeah it was a lot easier before social media man. yeah yeah so it's like yo why did Bebo fail why, why did why did all of these what, what happened with Yahoo? Why, why, why is Facebook the first thing to be able to do this? Yahoo had an ugly internet, ugly design. Seems like Bing. Yeah. Word. Yo, I don't like Bing either. I hate Bing. Oh I don't my like, gosh. Like, just use Google. What? <laughs> Some computers like are just like defaulted to Bing. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's like wishful thinking. Like, you know I'm gonna change this, right? You yeah. know I'm gonna change this. Yeah, and like there, there are some cool things that are coming up, like search engines. I don't know what it's called. It might, I don't think it's DuckDuckGo. There's some search engine um, where like it says we will not track you. And the hard thing is aesthetically, it is no Google. It does not have the funds. It does not have that cool interface. But yet there is a certain level of like, hmm, it's, it's kind of nice to know that whenever I search something, you're not tracking me and you're right. not gonna feed me, like the diaper thing, you're not gonna feed me stuff that I don't want. So it kind of feels like you're taking agency back, but it's like, even when you're doing that, you're having to forego this beautiful aesthetic yeah. kind of interface that Google has. So it's 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 a hard decision. Yeah, that's crazy. Everything that's like better for you, that's, it's like slightly less fun. Yeah. Doesn't have the funding. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like. That's why I like DuckDuckGo. It has that interface that you're talking about. It doesn't track you and mm -hmm. the results are decent. They could be better in some cases, but they get the job done. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So when you Google something on Doug, or, or, or I don't even know, when you Bing something, when you when you when you search something on a platform that's not Google, do you have to like then go to Google to double check, or like do you do you like completely trust these other search engines? I personally do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it, I'm just so distrustful of like any search engine <laughs> at this point that it's it's such a weird game because it's like I'll search something up on DuckDuckGo and then I'll be like, let me double check this. And then where do I go to double check it? Google, Google. which it's like, I did DuckDuckGo to not get tracked. And it's it's just this never ending cycle of like, oh my goodness, I just want to get the truth. Where is it? So it's, it's such kind of like a, a convoluted process, but largely DuckDuckGo, like the sources that they provided have not let me down. 
So it's, I think it's gaining more attention and more people are turning to it, especially after mediums like The Social Dilemma got popular um, during COVID. I, I think that I could guess that, you know, more people would want to look into things not tracking them as extensively yeah. as like Google. Do you, do you think there will ever be a point where Google is like, oh, okay, they don't like being tracked. Let's, let's stop tracking them. No. Uh, that's no. going to be very, no. very hard. No. Most definitely, because Google, Google worth like a trillion, ain't they? Yeah, yeah. like you would, you would... A trillion? Uh, you would have to completely change, like, everything our society and that attention economy is built on. Because, like, they make all of their money through tracking and being so good they can say like all they do is they'll say if you pay us this much money we will get your ads to this many people and it's like they have these equations and they can tell you how specific they can be because their algorithms are so good and those algorithms feed into this attention economy of being able to know when to hit you with information so that would have to, somehow as a society we would have to completely reject that and I don't think we're going to get to that point, but I think that there can be heavy societal pressure, especially from the perspective of like you're harming kids, because that's one thing that a lot of like senators can get, they can back up and they can rally around no matter what side of the aisle they're on is because no one wants kids to get harmed. And then once you protect kids and it's like, well, then why aren't we protecting everyone? Right. Um, so that's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm working with Technically Politics to kind of collect those team stories is because if we can start somewhere and get some change started that isn't polarizing and that connects people, then hopefully we'll see a societal shift to pressure these companies to change their like agendas. But again, I don't think there's ever going to be a point where Google doesn't. Right. Yeah. Google, Google is <laughs> Google. No, like the internet in general works with like spyware. Mm -hmm. Like um, you know, I have like a wallet, a Ring camera. Mm -hmm. So like, we have a forum on the app where you can talk to all the other neighbors in the area and you can't do that Whoa. without yeah and they'll be like hey there's a man with like a yellow hat walking around and he took my dog watch out for him and then you could just look out the window and see the man with the yellow hat and it's like oh you wouldn't be able to do that without the internet Most of. and wow. i don't know who ring is owned by but it's probably like facebook and stuff <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i remember when ring was on shark tank yes yes yeah they rebranded and and made Amazon. Uh -huh. Amazon. Amazon might have bought Ring. It's crazy when you look at like these corporations like Disney mm -hmm. and you just look at all the things they own. They yeah. are so much bigger than anyone would think. Definitely. Disney owns Star Wars. Disney mm -hmm. owns Marvel. Everything. Right. Everything. Everything. You know. Hey, what's up, everybody? You know what time it is. It's time for another Stitchcast Studio Arts in the Loop. That's right. It's time to pick the city up. This week, we have a Story Stitcher's original song entitled, Not Another One. You need to know, you need to care, you need to act, can't take it back. Not another one, falling victim to the gun cloud. Not another one, not another one. Get the memo when I say M.O. I say misery, listen close to my theory Seem like more problems, more sirens 
say most sirens, most sirens. Misery silence doesn't exist. Ball up your fist, feeling the power. Open your hand, calling the cowboy for making a plan. Illegal weapons don't be testing. Watch your hair when you step in. That's discretion, keeping track of the deaf man. Too many eyes be squinting. How you hating? Don't even know another victim. One, I say never no knew he could resort to this. Pointless killing, no purposes. A long track of dead corpses. This will change metamorphosis. I don't want people to know the loo as a place where people shoot. Or a place where people loot, or a place where cops are bruised. Show me safe and let's show them then. That disputes don't have to end with a life that has to end. These streets, they can be cleansed. It just starts with just me and you. With this power, it could all be through. This world's sick, it has to flu. Let's make a change started with the loot. Concentration lead to dedication in the order dedicate. You need some patience. Think about these situations. It could be another life saving. Living life where there's always silence. Watch the news, another man dying. Face the facts and stand up. Change the world and man up. You need to know, you need to care, you need to act, can't take it back Not another one, falling victim to the gun clap Not another one, not another one, not another one, not another one You need to know, you need to care, you need to act, can't take it back Not another one, falling victim to the gun clap Not another one, not another one, not another one, not another one We've been there and we back again Killing people just to gain friends Drop the gun and pick up a book Can't read the sentence, wanna play crook You a sad boy cause you ain't a man Your life goes shot without a plan Think it dumb cause you're down to rob Ain't making money, ain't got a job You another one, you can change that Yeah, it's all different cause the pain back You heard the boys and so you ran You another one and I'm not a fan You need to know, you need to care You need to act, can't take it back Not another one, falling victim to the gun clap Not another one, not another one Not another one, not another one You need to know, you need to care You need to act, can't take it back Not another one, falling victim to the gun clap Not another one, not another one Not another one, not another one Okay, so back to social media. <laughs> um, if y'all had to uh, guess, um, if y'all were parents, um, at what age would you think your child was ready for social media? Oh, that is such a good question. And I think it's so difficult because it's like going back in time. I wanted it so badly. And I begged and I pleaded. And finally, my parents gave it to me because it was something that I really cared about. Neither of us knew that it was going to cause so much anxiety. We didn't know that it was going to negatively impact me to such a degree and really change the way that I viewed myself as like a, a young female. Um, but I think that it's difficult to say don't even give it to them because it's like going back in time. I am glad that I got the memes from my sister when she was in college. I am glad that I connected with some people um, in the body positivity movement. It's just, I guess the question is like, when we give it to your, like when I would give it to my kid, probably ninth grade or like 10th grade, um, at least 16, whenever I would give it to my kid, how do I provide them first with safe means to exist in those platforms? I'm not just gonna throw them in and say, create your username, here you go. It's like, 
what other apps am I gonna add to supplement the harm? So like Moment is an app that I use right now or like talking about grayscale, which I don't know if you've done it, it is whack. It's if you go on your phone, you can change like the color gradient so that everything is black and white. Oh, and not. It's crazy because you're not gonna wanna get on your phone and your screen time will completely drop. You know what I bet? Because no one wants to get on social media when there aren't colors and you can't see things. Right. Um, so like, how do I provide my kid with things and like means that will protect them so that I can give them these like tools that they want to use, but again, they will be tools. And I think that's one of the reasons why the digital well-being industry is gaining more traction is because people are looking for ways to add those levels of friction and they're not there. So it's like, let's create like curriculum so that kids know how to operate on social media if they get bullied or if they see something that's really scary and they don't know how to deal with it, which again, education is a huge part of that. But as a parent, I would really have to give it to them at like 16 or 17 and then from there, teach them about how to properly use it. And then also understand that my generation, the way that they use and interact with social media is gonna be so different from theirs. And I think those generational gaps can make conversations difficult. But if you go in with an understanding of like, Tell me why you want Instagram, like not from a condescending tone, but from like a inquisitive kind of curious tone. I think that that creates such a better environment to then really talk and dig deep into someone's social media experience and how to frame it properly. Mm, that was a good answer. <laughs> that was a good answer. My goodness. What about y'all? Yeah, I can't use her answer. Um, I would agree with all those points, but I want to add one more thing is that Parents need to oh, make sure that their kids feel that they can come to them. Mm -hmm. Like if something bad is happening, is your kid going to be comfortable getting your help or do they think you're just going to make it worse? Mm -hmm. I feel that definitely. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm conflicted because I feel like on one hand, I never want my kids to get on social media. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, I feel like they'd end up like Carrie, you know, the movie. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. There's like, cause like, I can't imagine growing up in, like my mom, she's older than most moms. And she had me at a late age. So it's like some of the questions that I was too afraid to ask her about. And I didn't know if my friends knew, I would just look it up. And so I feel like I learned a lot and that's led me this far. And I feel like I would want my child to have that too. But also, there's a lot of things I have to sift through to get to those answers and conclusions that I shouldn't have. <laughs> so, stuff. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think that there's a proper answer. Yeah, most definitely. I don't. I don't think so either. Cause I, I can't give you an age. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't give you an age. I'm not gonna lie to you. When I, when I made a social media, I lied about how old I was. Oh yeah, so same. How I got the social media in the first place. Literally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I'm sure that you know the, the intentions were well. You know, I'm like, oh, don't. You have to be 13. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right. Who's gonna right. stop me? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right. You asking for an ID? No. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I definitely agree. I don't know when it'll be a good. Mm -hmm. Would it be a good time? I don't know. Maybe after they had therapy. I'm a I'm a I'm an advocate for therapy. Mm -hmm. By the way, yeah. I think everybody should get therapy. You definitely. You know what I'm even even if you don't think nothing wrong, I, I bet you find out that something's wrong. But uh, but you know what I'm saying? Just do it. Just see what happens. Like, Just see what happens. I don't know. Like I want to say that I will let my kid on there if I like supervise them the whole time, but they have to leave the house eventually, and I'm gonna be away from them eventually. Because yeah. I snuck behind my mom and did stuff on the internet, like looking up things so i'm like there's Confession no sense. way 
confess your sins. What did you do? <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> but I agree with that 100%. And, and what's weird is that things like social media and internet make it impossible to like supervise your children 100% of the time. Oh, yeah. Whatever. And it's real hard to raise them in a way to where they just doing what you tell them to when they not around mm-hmm. you. I'm saying, if you forbid them from doing something like social media, they just gonna want it even more. Yeah. Whatever, you know what I'm saying? You, you, they gonna come home one day with a phone that you didn't get them. Like, yeah, literally. What you, what you, what you do? Exactly. Where, where you get that? Kids are like, I think that one of the biggest issues is that in the digital wellness space, kids are portrayed as like passive victims that are just constantly being hurt, that are constantly being harmed by social media. No, like give give kids more agency. Like kids are smart. They will mm-hmm. figure out like how to follow people. They'll figure out how to get around loopholes on social media. Like yep. kids really do have agency on these apps, but it's also like, yes, they are at a developmental period where they could be heavily affected. Um, and it's like apps like Instagram, where like, we'll just make Instagram for kids. No, that's deflecting the issue. You're just making another problem in another app. Right, right. So it's really just looking at how can we have this conversation about kids' placement within these apps and like how can we protect them? And like I said, how can that protection lead to protection of other like age groups? Because no one should have to go on and get like neuromarketed towards, especially kids. Right. But yeah. no one should have to go on not knowing that there are a ton of ads that are being shoved at them. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Because like I feel bad for like the parents out there that are like super like protective over their kids and they're mm-hmm. like, no, you can't have your internet. Because you can rent um, wireless like internet routers mm-hmm. like at the library, yeah, for like a month, and Word. you can carry it with you. Yeah. yeah. How 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 much? Out like, of curiosity, if you rent it with your library card. Word, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Nah. yeah. You can. And there's I'm a stigma. <laughs> like if if a kid, I would be the first to admit this. Like one of the reasons I wanted social media is because I was like everyone else has it. Right. Like yeah. FOMO. I don't want to be the one missing right. out. Right. And again, that's that's another thing we need to address. How do we make it so that if you're in a room with 10 people, if all nine of them have social media except for one, that one person doesn't feel like completely isolated. But again, it's like if social media is baked into the DNA of our generation, if it's really here to stay, if it's part of our social life, if it is this extension, again, how do we regulate it? And like, how do we allow parents to feel like they're not just throwing their kid into a, a deep end that could really harm them. Because I, I can imagine, like, as a parent, that's so scary because you don't want to harm your kids socially, but yet you don't want to harm them in the long term for their mental health. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, 100%. That's a... Oh, boy. Our parents ain't had this problem. <laughs> or they parents But now we do. Yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of curious as to how... Uh, kids that like 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 us we got to live at least a portion of our life however small it may be we got mm-hmm. to live a portion of our life without the prominence of social media mm-hmm. so i wonder what it's going to be like for our kids should we choose to have them growing up in a world that didn't know anything outside of social media yeah no it's so difficult because like i remember as a kid like my middle school was characterized by social media and that was hard enough like thinking through like the next generation and having ipads like two years old and like getting used to that technology it's just so scary because i agree with you like we'll learn something and then everything's going to change because a new technology is going to come out so being as adaptive and as kind of conscious as possible i think is going to be the way to really take those changes and keep moving because if we can at least destigmatize the conversation around discussing this around the harms then i think the new ones that emerge we can better deal with because right now if you think about it like 
it's not mainstream to talk about, oh, right now I'm like really upset because I'm scrolling on social media and I just saw a girl that I think is like prettier than me. Like you wouldn't say that in a conversation. Right. And I'm not saying that's specifically what you need to say, but I think that there should be kind of spaces where these conversations can be had in a more productive manner. Definitely. Yeah. Um. So this metaverse thing, is that like the next stage of social media? Like, For is sure. that is that gonna be like everybody's in this virtual world twenty four seven, and your virtual I don't know avatar, your virtual character has um, oh my gosh a Facebook. That felt <laughs> like it? COVID to me. Like I literally was jumping from one class on a screen to the next, and then homework on one screen to the next. So I can't even like I can't even fathom being in a social media platform where it's that kind of all encompassing mm -hmm. because right now I feel like at least there are some areas I can go to in my world and be like oh no technology but again I know that it's naive to think that that's gonna stay so right. I am I am scared for sure yeah I'm yeah I'm a, I'm a little worried I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried I? and uh I'm not gonna uh I know that sometimes change is what's scary mm -hmm. and that when you're afraid of a certain change happening you, your mind just kind of goes to like the absolute extreme of mm -hmm. that being a terrible thing mm -hmm. or whatnot. And so like it's hard to tell whether or not that's what I'm doing mm -hmm. or if this is a legitimate worry. It's, it's just too many movies where stuff like this go bad for me yeah. to, you know, not worry about nothing. I think it's really easy to fall into this pessimistic view of the world. Like I remember when I watched The Social Dilemma, a lot of them were asked, what do you think is the next step and they're like i don't really know but maybe civil war and it's like they were extremely pessimistic but I, like i just read one of my favorite books called the fifth beginning and it talks about how when people say it's the end of the world as we know it no we've had five like beginnings before like if you think about it every time our species changes or evolves in some manner whether that's in this case it was like bipedalism becoming a more technological society the rise of agriculture we change and we adapt because we're like we're humans and that's what we're forced to do so whenever i i talk about this issue i'm like yes i feel like there is a big change that's coming we are becoming a super technological society but like we will adapt to it it's just the question is how do we adapt do we lean into these addictive technologies or do we say, no, let's make them more humane. Let's push back. Um, and I think that that's really gonna be the evolution that we see. It's just determining how much as a generation we wanna push for our own narrative and take back that agency. And that's why I think kids getting involved in this conversation, it's so helpful. Cause like you said, a lot of the adults out there and the senators and the, the old people who have the ability to change these laws never lived through it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we need to get the voices of the experts, in this case, the kids into the picture. Definitely. So how far do y'all think we are from like flying cars? I hope a day. What? <laughs> <laughs> you ready to fly a car? I'm ready. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about flying cars forever. Yo, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm scared that I'm gonna be that one person that like crash into a building or a window or it's something banned. like that. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, like, oh, right, you know, so it's my first time. Yeah. Like, New technologies are appearing all the time. And I'm excited to see where that takes us because I think technology is so cool. But again, that further blurs the line of like, what is real connection? What is it to be a human? And it's like, we're really going to have to deal with those blurred lines because we've never had to deal with that as a society before. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's crazy. You, you yeah. think the military would weaponize social media? I think they Do have. I think they are. Because I mean, Dang. Russia already did. Yeah. Yeah. See, man. See, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. But it's like people will say Russia hacked the election. 
well, okay, Russia used like the ter like the things in place within social media to push forth their own narrative. So it's like those tools are in place in some countries. I forget what it was. It was mentioned the social dilemma um, when their phones were handed out. Facebook was pre-downloaded on it. So it's like a lot of these elections know that how they can win is to turn to social media. And that is so scary looking at, you know, um, storming the Capitol. Like so many things can happen from a huge social media push. And that's when it gets scary because it's like, okay, one, how much has it already affected our decisions? And then two, is this just the beginning? Like how much farther can it go? Yeah. Man. Have you all seen the um, new robot? What new robot? Oh, oh the, the, yes. with the that face. Made in. Yes. yes, with the face, uh -uh. with the yeah, facial structures. Oh, that's yeah, so Yeah, they wowing. Like, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Will Smith made a whole movie on why you shouldn't <laughs> And do why that. does it look just like the ones out of the movie? I'm saying, like, right, y'all watched it, it and ain't learned exactly. nothing. They couldn't give it pigmentation. Like, the moral to the story? Y'all didn't see that? Y'all just, oh, I'm going to make one of those. And it has teeth. You have to trust Will Smith. It smiles. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It, it breathes. It's like, that's horrific. Thanks. And it's, again, it's cool because it's like, oh my gosh, look at us. As a society, you've gotten to a place where we can invent this. Like, I know some friends that are in engineering that are like that smart and they can like comprehend stuff like that. But also it's, it's the question of do we, do we need to create right, it? Right, right. Just because we can. Do we have to? Yeah. Exactly. Right. Y'all doing that and I can't get a flying car. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yo, yeah. That's, that's wild. This was a very nice conversation, though, and uh, you're doing a lot of great work. We might even be able to make like a, a sequel at some point. That would be nice. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Stitch Cat Studio. I've been your host, Brandon Michael Lewis, and we are signing off. Peace out. Goodbye. Thank you so much. And we out. St. Louis Story Stitches is supported in part by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts. Visit on the web at arts.gov. Additional support for Stitchcast Studio and Story Stitchers Art Programming is provided by the Lewis Prize for Music Accelerator Award, the Spirit of St. Louis Women's Fund, City of St. Louis Youth at Risk Crime Prevention Grant of 2021, Lush Corporation's The Charity Pot, the St. Louis Violence Prevention Commission, and Recast. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them Story Stitchers. Story Stitchers. Story Stitchers. Story Stitchers. Story Stitchers.